Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Amen. Thank you, guys. And good morning. Buenos dias. It's my privilege again to share uh, the Word of God with you today. And uh, as usual, you can follow along the outline through your Bible app, or you can grab a printed outline there in the back if you prefer that. Hello to everyone watching live stream, and greetings to anyone listening to this podcast later. You guys, we are in the final stretch of 2022. All year long, our theme has been every word. So all together, let's declare Matthew 4.4, people live by bread and home, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Mateo 4.4 dice, la gente no vive solo de pan, sino de cada palabra que sale de la boca de Dios. And our commitment all year long has been to read every word of God together in 2022. Nuestro compromiso todo este año ha sido... And y'all, there's just 34 days left to go. 34 days left in 2022. That's just a little less than five weeks to complete, to finish, to get to the finish line all together, reading every word of God together. We've been reading the one-year Bible, and so I've, I've said it. I'll say it again. Stay the course. Don't give up. Let's finish the year reading every word together, because y'all, January 1, 2023, we're going to start all over again. Every year here at Encounter Church, we read through the Bible together, and next year, and in fact, I want to ask you guys to go ahead in your Bible app to go and uh, save. If you look up in, in the plan section, you can look up Life Journal. I think we have that here on the screen. We've been reading the One Year Bible in 2023. We're going to be reading through the Life Journal plan, very similar to the One Year Bible. Just another way that'll take us through the whole Bible next year all together. So let's gear up for that. Now today I'm going to continue teaching you seven ways to pray. Is that all right? Because we started this theme a couple of weeks ago, right? And uh, this is, uh, I've been saying this, this is going to take us not only uh, to the end of 2022, but transition us in to 2023. We've kind of been going back through the Bible since we've been reading through the, the Word this year. We've been going back through the whole Bible, learning about different ways to pray. Has anybody been ch- challenged or blessed by this yet? We're going to continue that this morning. And let me say this again. This is going to continue through the end of the year. In fact, it's going to transition us into January 2023 that will lead us to the way we always start our year, which is with fasting and prayer. We're going to be having seven days of fasting and prayer. And during those seven days of fasting and prayer, we'll be having seven nights of prayer, seven nights of corporate prayer here all together, and that's going to be January 15th through the 21st, so go ahead and mark your calendars for that, or seven days of fasting of prayer and seven nights of prayer, and y'all, we have some very exciting uh, plans for 2023, specifically concerning prayer, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be a really great year of prayer next year. First Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. New Living says, 
never stop praying. We call this a prayer lifestyle, right? A lot of times people say prayer life, but I like to say prayer lifestyle because it's not just part of my life. It is my life, right? It's my lifestyle. Prayer is not just something we do. It's how we live our life. Our life is meant to be a constant conversation with God. And you know, we have to remember that if we stay on our face, we can't fall. That's right. If we stay on our face, we can't fall. So I don't know about you, but I want to live my lifestyle, my whole life in prayer. Yes? yes. Where's the best place to learn how to pray, y'all? Probably the Bible, right? <laughs> so we've been learning about prayer tracks. I told you I'm going to teach you seven ways to pray. And although all of our praying can't be completely encompassed in a prayer track, prayer tracks help us get going in the right direction and stay on track, right? And the Bible is full of prayer tracks. Seven is, is not the... the, the all of the prayer tracks, all of the models of prayer we see in the Bible. But I've chosen seven that I've decided that we're going to be learning to finish up this year and take us in to next year. You know, we started with uh, tabernacle prayer a few weeks ago. And then last Sunday, we learned about praying the names of God. And you know, maybe for some of us, tabernacle prayer and praying the names of God may seem um, like a lot. <laughs> I know I, I, sometimes I pray through tabernacle prayer this morning in our prayer time. At 1015, we prayed through the names of God. And it's amazing it's how powerful it is to pray these biblical prayer models. But tabernacle prayer and praying the names of God might seem a little overwhelming for some. So today, if that's you, you're going to love today's prayer track. Because it's probably the simplest of them all. Okay? Today we're going to continue with seven ways to pray, but before we jump into number three, have you ever almost missed something good or important because it was in the fine print? Or, or it just seemed to kind of come out of left field, like you weren't even really expecting it, you weren't looking for it, you weren't, you weren't waiting for it, and so you almost missed it, or maybe you did miss it. Okay, has anyone ever missed some very, very important instructions because you didn't read the fine print? <laughs> you know, I remember one time that I did miss out on something very important because I did not read the little small letters. And um, one time, my car battery died and I had jumper cables. You already know where this is going, right? If you don't read the, 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 the little instructions, connect this one to positive and this one to negative, and you cross them, you don't pay attention to it, you just kind of do it, what could happen? My car actually caught on fire. The battery caught on fire, which caught the hood, underneath the hood, all that stuff on fire. Okay? I missed it. <laughs> The little instructions were there, but I just wasn't paying attention. I was a lot younger and dumber back then. Okay. I remember one time that I almost missed out on something wonderful. Uh, 
because it was amongst a bunch of other words, and if you didn't read every single word, you could miss out on it, and this happened at the airport. Who knows what TSA pre-check is? How many of you know it is a good and perfect gift coming from the Father above, <laughs> right, to have TSA pre-check? It, it can literally make you wait about a third or a fourth of the time you'd wait in the normal security line, right? But um, I didn't know that sometimes if one person in your party has TSA pre-check, they'll just go ahead and put it on everybody's ticket in your party. It's not all the time, but sometimes it happens, right? Well, there was one time we were at the airport, and I can't remember, one of the people with us, traveling with us had TSA pre-check. And the rest of us didn't. So we were all going to go get in the normal security line, which you know. The devil gets in there. But as we're walking, you know, the person with TSA pre-checks like, see you later. <laughs> see you on the other side, right? And then all of a sudden we notice, hey, mine says TSA pre-check too. How did that, mine too, mine too. How did that happen? Well, come to find out, sometimes they do that. And you know, Boarding passes have all kinds of jumbled. It says the airline, the boarding time, the gate, the, all this kind of stuff. And at the very top, in little tiny letters, it says TSA pre-check. So if you didn't pay close attention, you would miss it. Y'all, that's how I feel about prayer track number three. If you're not reading the fine print, if you're not really looking for it, you might miss out on it. And if you miss out on it, you're missing out on something really, really good. Prayer track number three is the prayer of Jabez. We're going to go today to First uh, Chronicles chapter 4. And just to give you guys a little bit of context, I want you to pull out your own Bible or look it up in your Bible app. We're not going to have all this on the screen, okay? I want you to take a look at First Chronicles uh, chapter 4. Today, you know, this, is, is, this prayer track is seemingly random, and it's so extremely simple, but it's so very powerful. In fact, it's one of my favorites. In fact, I pray this prayer model several times a week over myself, over my family, and over all of y'all, Okay. I use the prayer of Jabez to pray for Encounter Church almost every single day. And today I want to teach it to you. Um, like, like I said, um, this is a much simpler prayer track than tabernacle prayer or praying the names of God. So this might become your favorite this week. Um, I like to use the prayer of Jabez when I don't have a long time to pray. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't have a very long time to be quiet and pray. Or am I the only one that gets interrupted? Or you have to make sure that you make it, you know, you put it in a very important part of your schedule so you have time to pray, right? But have you ever been faced with the fact that today I don't have an hour to pray? Today I have 15 minutes. The prayer of Jabez is, 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 is the perfect recipe for that, okay? And so I want to ask you, because it's so simple, today's outline, today's message is going to seem pretty simple. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you real simple. I want to encourage you to take it deeper as you practice it on your own, right? Um, and, and in fact, if you really want to learn more 
and go deeper, deeper, deeper into this. Uh, Bruce Wilkinson, back uh, about 20 or 25 years ago, actually wrote a little book, takes about maybe an hour or two to read, it's very short, called The Prayer of Jabez, okay? So if you want to learn more about this, go get that book. It's a quick read. But practice this, what we're going to learn today. Practice it on your own. Practice at home. And remember, Wednesdays from 5 to 9, the sanctuary is open. If you want to come Jabez it up and hear this Wednesday evening, cool? All right, everybody got your Bible ready? First Chronicles chapter 4. Here we go. The descendants of Judah were Perez, Hezron, Carmi, Hur, Shobal. Shobal's son was Reah, the father of Jahath. Jahath was the father of Ahumai and Lahad. These were the families of the Zorathites. The descendants of Etham were Jezreel, Ishma, Idbash. Their sister, Hazalaponi. <laughs> Hazalaponi, my little pony, okay. Penuel, father of Gedor, and Ezer, father of Husha. These were the descendants of Hur, the firstborn of Ephaphrathach, the ancestor of Bethlehem. Asher, the father of Tekoa, had two wives. And this just keeps going and going and going and going. Verse 8, and Kaz, who became the ancestor of Anub, Anub, <laughs> Zabiba, and all the families of Aharel, son of Haram. There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from trouble and pain. And God granted him his request. Verse 11, Kelub, the brother of Shuha, was the father of Mehir. Mehir, the father of Eshton. And then it keeps going and going and going. Book of Chronicles. It's great. All I can say is, wow. This little prayer got God's attention. It stands out, or doesn't stand out if you're not reading closely, but it's right in the middle of a genealogy. But God decides that it's important for it to be in his breathed out and written word. I wonder why. It got his attention. Why? Because it's important to him. And I don't know if you noticed, but it says, and God granted Jabez's request. It's not just a prayer that was prayed. It's a prayer that was granted. It was answered. It was fulfilled. You want to learn about Jabez's prayer? Well, First, let's talk a little bit about Jabez. All I can say is I'm glad that's not my name. Not because it's an ugly name, but because Jabez sounds like the Hebrew word that means pain or distress. 
His own mama called him a pain. His own mama said, you distress me. His name literally meant pain or painful. Let's turn to somebody and say, you're such a pain. Now listen, listen. That's one thing coming from your friend next to you who's just joking around. That's another thing when your mama calls you a pain. Such a pain. (laughs) Listen, we can skip right over this, but this is so powerful. Don't allow your past circumstances to limit your future reality. Don't allow what people have said about you in the past to determine how you view your future possibilities. Oh, let me say that again and let me add a little bit to it. Don't allow your past circumstances, even if they were real. Jabez's birth had been a pain. It was painful. It was stressful. Okay? That was real. But he didn't allow it to determine the whole of his future. Don't allow what people have said about you in the past, even if it was true, to determine the possibilities of your future. A lot of stuff been said about me that was true, and thank God I'm not living that today. How about you? Let's learn this powerful lesson from Jabez. He obviously did not let his past circumstances control his future. And we can do the same. He must have lived in a way that pleased God. In spite of the way he was born and that he had been called a pain. He must have pleased God by the way he lived because the Bible says he was honorable more than others he lived in a way that honored God powerful lesson ready I see some of you writing so you're going to want to write this if you seek God as a man of prayer or a woman of prayer you can be whoever you want to be no matter who you used to be or what people Think you be. If you seek God as a man of prayer or a woman of prayer, you really can be whoever you want to be. No matter who you used to be or what people have called you. Are you with me? You can be honorable. Even if your name is pain, distress. That doesn't have to be the end. You can be honorable. So now for Jabez's prayer. Ready? Want to learn about his prayer? He just prayed four things. (laughs) And it's really easy to remember. 
Turn to your neighbor and say, beep. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and touch their nose and go, beep. <laughs> say, B-I-P-P, beep. <laughs> you said that spells bip. Well, I say in Spanish, beep. <laughs> Come on, say B-I-P-P. Beep. Ready? Number one, he prayed, oh, that you would bless me. Number one, Blessing. Blessing. Oh, that you would bless me. He didn't just pray, bless me. He said, oh, that you would bless me. Other translations say, bless me indeed. Okay? Not just, okay, Lord, bless me. No, bless me for real. Like, for real, for real. Like, I really, truly want to be blessed. And he asked God for, bless it, to, for God to bless him. Sincerely submit our whole life to God and seek God's blessing in every area. Y'all, God wants us to insist on the blessing. You remember why he liked Jacob so much? Remember Genesis 12, when Jacob was wrestling with God and Jacob said, I'm not gonna let go of you until you bless me. Something kind of like that, Jabez. Bless me indeed, for real, for real, bless me. We need to learn to insist on God's blessing in every area of our life. His blessings are revealed in his word and his word is his will. Oh, come on. We've been learning the whole year about how faith works, right? Sometimes we're not experiencing God's blessing because we're not asking him for it. Or as we say around here, we're not asking him for it, right? God wants us to find his will, which is found where? In his word. So we need to look in his word. How are all the ways he wants to bless me? And then we ask for it, we seek it, and we knock on that door until we get that blessing. Amen? Come on, say, bless me indeed. Lord, bless me. For real, for real. I just want to encourage you today. Don't settle for anything less than his blessing in your life. Because we settle. We settle for half or part. When we have a whole book full of promises that we could be asking for, right? That we could be asking him for. But I want to encourage you to do something today. Don't just ask for the blessing for yourself. Ask him for the second thing, number two, influence. Jake, uh, Jabez prayed, expand my territory. Expand my territory or increase my territory. What is your territory? It's what you have rule over or influence over. It's the area that, quote unquote, belongs to you, right? And Jabez prayed, God, give me more territory. Expand it. Increase it. God 
wants to bless us, to make us a blessing. The more I'm blessed, the more my territory increases, the more my influence, that my territory is the area over which I have influence, right? Now, this doesn't necessarily just mean our land, but our territory is the area of our influence. And God wants to give us more and more influence. So as we pray for God to bless us, we ought to also ask him and expand the area that when I'm blessed, I can be a blessing. Come on, somebody say, I am blessed to be a blessing. I call this prosperity with a purpose. Prosperity with a purpose. You know, I pray this literally almost every day. Prosper me, God, so I can prosper others. Bless me, God, and bless me abundantly so I can be a blessing to others. God, provide for my needs, but not just enough for me, but bless me with enough leftover so that I can share with others. I want to bless my territory and I don't want it to just, I don't want my influence, my territory to just stay the way it is for the rest of my life. I want to be a blessing to more and more and more and more people. I want my influence to grow and increase. One of the ways I pray this is God increase my kingdom influence and impact. Let my life have a greater and greater and greater impact. Expand my territory. Prosperity with a purpose. Another way you could pray it is like this. God, use me to possess more territory for you. Come on, we, we, we always pray your kingdom come, right? Your kingdom come. Your will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. That's another prayer model. Actually, I think it's next week. But... We're asking God for his kingdom to cover the whole earth, right? Which, by the way, it will. But how about he use you? How about your territory be kingdom territory? How about God use you to take more land for him? To take more hearts for him? To help more people for him? Bless me and make me a blessing. And then he prayed, number three, be with me. Be with me in all that I do. Number three is presence. So we learned, we learned this in tabernacle prayer, right? The purpose of prayer is, what's the purpose of prayer in our lives? presence right it's not just to talk a lot if all prayer is is talking I mean some would be great at that but that's not the point the point of prayer the whole purpose of prayer is for us to encounter the presence of God in our life for us to carry the presence of God in our lives to be the tabernacle now in Christ. We are his house, right? We carry his presence. And when we pray, we engage with his presence. 
the best part of Jabez's prayer, and in reality, the best part of Christianity, is his presence. The fact that he, Jesus, is now with me and in me by his Holy Spirit. The best part of prayer is presence. But I noticed something that Jabez prayed here that really gets me. He didn't just pray, oh, Lord, be with me. How many of us have prayed that? I know I've prayed that. Oh, Lord, just be with me. I need you to be with me. As I sit down and scratch my belly button, just be with me. As I'm a couch potato, just be with me. As I just, you know, you just got to rest. Just be with me, Lord. Jabez prayed, be with me in all that I do. (laughs) Be with me in all that I do. Although we should definitely rest. I'm not preaching to you this morning. I'm not teaching you that you should work, work, work every day. Go, 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 do, do, do. No, no, no. We should take time to rest. In fact, we should all take a day off every week. It's the Sabbath principle. And yes, that's for Christians. That's another subject. But we should definitely take time to rest and play. But you guys, we're not called to just rest. We're called to go and do. We are at rest in our soul and in our spirit because we're in Christ. But Jesus said, go and make disciples. Go and preach the good news to all creation, right? The life of a disciple of Jesus shouldn't be a life of inactivity. Again, I'm not telling you that to please God, you just got to do, 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 perform for him. No, 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 that's not what it is. But if I'm truly connected to him, if his presence is in me and overflowing through me, his life is going to come out of me and through me as I go and as I do. He wants to be with me, but he doesn't just want to be with me when I'm in church during praise and worship. Oh, the presence was so strong this morning. Yeah. But you know what? His presence can be with you tomorrow when you go to school. He wants you to carry his presence and not just an idea. Oh, I know God is with me. No, 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 no. He wants you to experience his presence with you as you go to work tomorrow. As you go to the grocery store this week. As you play sports. As you raise your kids. Be with me, Lord. (laughs) As you spend time with family and friends. As you're out and about. He wants his presence in everything that we do. Remember this. Matthew 28 is not a blanket promise for the whole world. He said, go and make disciples of all ethnos. That means all people groups. That includes our people group. And I'll be with you. And I'll be what? With you 
to the end of the age. Jesus didn't promise his presence just blank to everyone. Oh, I'll be with you to the end of the age. No, he promised his disciples that we're going to go and make disciples. I'll be with you. Because if you've ever tried to go and make disciples, you know you need him with you. (laughs) As we go, and this was a whole thing over the summer, as we live on mission, we live our whole lives on his mission, right? Missions isn't just something we do or trips that we take or money that we send. Mission is the way we live our life. We live our life on his mission as his representatives to the world. And as we go and as we live as his representatives and as we share the good news with others and as we make disciples, the best part of it all is that Jesus said, I will be with you. His presence Remember, the best part of being a Christian is Jesus' presence. He's literally with us, and he wants us to experience that. Finally, Jabez prayed for protection. He said, keep me. Keep me. (laughs) What's the opposite of keep me? Throw me out, (laughs) right? When I cook a meal and there's leftovers, if they're still good, I'm going to keep them protected in the refrigerator. I'm not going to throw it out. If it's no good, I'm going to throw it out. Jabez obviously thought he was worth something to God. Do you know how much you're worth to him? He wants to keep you. Come on, tell somebody, you're a keeper. He said, Jabez prayed this, keep me from trouble and pain. Keep me from trouble and pain. This is a prayer of protection. He's asked him to bless him and make him a blessing and expand his territory, give him more influence and Be with him, his presence. And now he's saying, protect me, Lord. (laughs) Keep me from trouble and pain. What what is trouble? Well, trouble is when something comes along the way to put you in a bad situation or get you off track. That's trouble. Sometimes there's double trouble, right? It tries to get you off track and get you in a bad place. And Jabez prayed, Keep me from trouble. Hey, I don't know about you, but I need to pray that because I could get myself into trouble pretty easy. Keep me from trouble. Jesus said, remember, he said, keep me from temptation. (laughs) Let me not give in to temptation. Lead me not into temptation, right? But deliver me from evil. Sometimes the best prayer is God, keep me away from that. Keep me out of trouble. Keep me away from trouble. But he also prayed, keep me from pain. And, you know, we know that inevitably pain is a part of human life, right? But sometimes we're in pain because we could have prayed, keep me from it, Lord. But another thing I've discer- uh, I have learned through the years is that sometimes he does keep me away from pain. But sometimes he keeps me through pain. 
inevitably in this life, we will go through pain. But he wants to keep us, guard us, protect us, even when we go through pain. Come on, say, keep me, Lord. Jesus taught this, and you guys, I know I'm, I'm giving you a lot of what Jesus said in conjunction with this, and we're going to learn more about it next week. But Jesus taught us, again, we could pray to be kept from evil. Deliver me from evil. We're going to take a look at this next week. But I just want to encourage you, don't skip this part of prayer. God wants us to look to him for protection. Because it's, you know, the world's kind of a scary place. <laughs> Increasingly so. Right? One, let's not assume that we're always protected. Let's ask him for it. And also, let's not just kind of bypass that part of prayer. Ask him, God, keep me, protect me. Amen. This is a very simple yet very powerful prayer. And I want us to practice this this week. Blessing, influence, presence, protection. Practice it on your own. Dig deeper into it. Don't let it pass by the wayside because it's in the fine print. Come to the sanctuary this Wednesday evening. Even if you just have 15 minutes or a couple of hours, five to nine, the sanctuary is open. Come practice the prayer of Jabez. Now, just for the next minute or so, I want to ask if we could, in respect for God's presence in one another, if we could just avoid getting up and down, going in and out. This may be a very important moment for some. The prayer we just learned, the prayer of Jabez, is a prayer of relationship. We're reading about a man who obviously had a relationship with God, who knew he was important to God, who let God tell him who he was rather than people or the past. Only a person who has a good relationship with God will have the confidence to pray, bless me, give me influence, protect me, be with me. If I don't have a good relationship with him, I won't ask him those things. And this is the good news today. There's only one thing that can keep you from God. It's called sin. The bad news is we've all sinned. The good news is the God of heaven came to earth, confronted sin, picked a fight with sin, and he won. He went to the cross. He confronted death itself and beat it. So now anyone 
who comes to him, anyone who believes Jesus Christ is the son of God who died on the cross for your sins and who rose from the grave to set you free from sin. If you believe that and you call on him, he will save you, he will deliver you, he will set you free, he'll heal you. He will turn like like Jabez. The past will be the past. You'll be a new creation, the Bible says. If you put your faith in Jesus, if you turn your heart to him, turn away from sin, say no more to that life. I surrender my life to Jesus. You will be saved. You'll be forgiven. You'll be set free. You'll have a brand new life. It's called being born again. And right now I want to ask if everyone would just bow your head and close your eyes for a moment. No looking around, no getting up and down. This is an important moment between you and God. This may be for one person. This may be for 10. I don't know. This may be for those watching or listening to this. But if you have not surrendered your life for real to Jesus, and maybe you're sitting there saying, I can't really pray that. I can't really pray like Jabez prayed. If you come to Jesus, you can pray all of that and more because you'll have a relationship with God as your father. Jesus wants to save you today, but you must surrender your life to him. In just a second, if you need, rather it's the first time you've never given your life to Jesus, today you need to be born again. Or if at some point you say, yes, I believed in Jesus, but I've backslidden, I've grown cold, I'm far from God, and today I want to come back to God. Today I want to repent, I want my relationship with God restored. Just very quickly, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand up and down. Come on, right now, if that's you. If you need to give your life to Jesus, all right, anybody else say that's me? If you need to give your life to Jesus for the first time, or if you've been backslidden and today you want to come back, all right, anybody else? Praise the Lord for those making that decision today. Anybody else? Say that's me. Come on, don't walk out of here today hoping one day to have a relationship with God. Get right with God right now. He's already done everything to get right with you. He's already done everything to make you right in His sight. He's already done everything to set you free and restore your relationship with Him. I feel extra strong that there's another handful of people that really need to get right with God today. Come on, if that's you, would you just lift your hand up quick and wave at me? See, that's me. You can put it up and back down. All right, for those that raised their hand, for those that maybe you didn't raise your hand, that's not even the point. The point is your decision today. The point is your heart today. I want to encourage you right now, there in your seat, in that secret place in your heart. Listen, this is a decision that's going to go public and you'll tell everybody about it. But it's first a decision you must make and it's a move you must make towards God in your heart. The Bible says if we confess what we believe, if we confess that Jesus is Lord and believe God raised him from the dead, we'll be saved. I want to just encourage everybody in the house this morning. I want you to say with me, Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, let's say it together. Lord Jesus Christ, you came. You paid the price. You confronted sin. 
You went to the cross. You carried my sin and all the guilt of it. You carried everything. Come on, this is important. You carried everything that sin made me to set me free. Jesus, I put my faith in you. Jesus, I call on you. Jesus, wash me clean. Save me. Rescue me. I believe you're alive. I receive new life. Now those are my words. Make them your own. From your heart. Make it real with him. If you made that decision today, first time, we rededicate your life to him. Or you just want to know more about following Jesus. I want to ask that before you go, you text the word Jesus to that number right there on the screen. I send you a video to explain what you what you did, the decision, and what you need to do next. Why don't we all stand as the worship team comes back? The only way I know how to say respond to the word today is pray. I'll be the first to commit. Maybe you can make this commitment. I will pray. I will pray this week for you to bless me, to increase my influence. I will seek your presence in prayer. I will look to you for my protection. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.